Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. chapter 12 verse 11 that they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony amen and today God has been very good to some of our brothers and sisters and they have their testimonies to share and as you clap right now your testimony is coming as well amen so our first testimony is from Auntie Linda give it up for Auntie Linda Oh, church. If you are not happy for someone, God will not do it for you. Amen. My name is Linda Dove, and I have, I have been a member of this church since 2011. You should learn to be a staying member. Amen. My testimony is about how God saw me through getting my transfer from Accra to Kumasi and eventually my pension. After my parents passed away, the good Lord saw that it would be good that my sisters and I would all be together in Kumasi. I therefore sought a transfer from my job with information services, Accra to Kumasi, hoping to be posted to the Ejoso branch of the, self, of the office. If you have worked within the government offices, you know that transfers take months to go through and can often be a complicated process. But I say to the glory of God that my transfer went through in two weeks and I was, I was assigned to my place I had chosen. I think it's a good place to put your hands together. So in 2011, I moved to Kumase and I was due to retire in May 2018. Once again, the Lord was on my side. Tell your neighbor, the Lord was on my side. And within a month of my retirement, all the papers for my payments of my pension were processed, and I began to receive payments with no problems. I think you are not clapping because you don't understand. Some people have been going to Snake's office every day, still chasing their pension payment. And I think for it to just come through like that, God has really been on her side. The Lord has given me a great family in Christ here at the Fountain of Life Cathedral. And I just want to say thank you to him. Church, put your hands together. And our second testimony is from Mrs. Victoria Edujenfi. You can put your hands together for Mrs. Victoria. When someone is sharing their testimony, it's really nice that you encourage them because some of you, the whole 2020, you never shared a testimony. 
So you should rather be tapping that in this day you have many testimonies. Amen. My name is Mrs. Victoria Edu Genfi. I live in the U.S. and Ghana. I'll be there. <laughs> and fellowship with FOLC whenever I'm in Ghana. My testimony is about divine protection and healing. Amen. This year you escape many divine testimonies. You escape many, you escape by many divine. Many of your things will be divine. Amen. I traveled to Israel in August 2019. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not I traveled to Israel in August 2019 from the U.S. Israel shall be there. Amen. To see for myself where the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ was born. Tell your neighbor, I'll be in Israel in 2021. Two days to the time of my departure from Israel to the U.S., I started having shortness of breath with swelling of both feet. A hey, mercy. Something I had never experienced before. I managed to return to the U.S. with this condition. On my arrival to the U.S. on Wednesday, surprisingly, I didn't have any sign or, sim or symptoms of the shortness of breath. I thought myself to be well. But on Thursday, I heard a voice telling me to see my doctor. I ignored it till 5 p.m. And the voice kept coming. Go and see your doctor. Tell anybody that the voice kept coming. It was at the emergency unit that they discovered that the blood clot was in both lungs. So the doctors put me on blood thinners for five days. Afterwards, I was discharged. I believe God divinely protected and led me to my healing. It is a miracle, church. You don't understand. You don't understand. Because blood clots in the lungs can kill within hours. Church, do you understand the testimony? Like, I'm not a doctor, you see. But her lungs had blood. There was clots of blood in her lungs. And that could have killed her within hours. But she's still alive today. And she wants to say thank you to God. Amen. And she says, I want to encourage everyone to believe in the voice of the Holy Spirit and recognize him when he speaks. And also believe in the prayers of our Father, Bishop, that during the flow prayer and communion prayers. Amen. Church, put your hands together. And we have our third and our last testimony by our one and only Mrs. Ojimino. Amen. Church, put your hands together and encourage him. Please introduce yourself. I'm Audrey from the stage. <laughs> Your husband My is watching is... you. He says, Introduce yourself properly. My name is Audrey Mino <laughs> from the Safe Church. Okay. And what's test your testimony? My testimony is about divine provision. Wow. <laughs> oh, you are not encouraging yeah. her at all. Maybe week by week, eh, every person should start sharing testimony. And you know that when you're up here, it's not so easy. So when someone is up here, kindly encourage them. Church, put your hands together for him. 
Okay, so about two years ago, I registered for my professional exam. And by God's grace, I passed. And, <laughs> and it was left with the, an amount of money I had to pay for the inauguration and licenses over 3,000 cities. And I didn't have it. <laughs> what, what I personally had was 600. That's actually quite far from yes. 3,000, but continue. So when I, when I saw the amount, I, 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 I didn't know what to do. And the deadline too was close. It was, it was just a few weeks. And I kept, I, I didn't know what to do. I tested the driver for me that, hey, this is what, this is the amount they said we are paying. She said, oh, don't worry, God will provide. And some way, somehow. Some way, I, somehow. I don't know how it happened. But God provided everything. Church, and, put your hands together. And I was, I was able to pay it. I met the deadline, everything. Even when I went to Accra, I mean, there were so many things I had to do before the exam. Going for um, seminars and things. And I, I had to stay in Accra for a period of two weeks. And throughout those times, God provided, I mean, transportation, everything. I had somebody who would send me for... As you are clapping, God is providing for you. Back and forth. And my second testimony is about... Some weeks ago, I, my phone got spoiled, wow. and so I was using a yam phone, wow. and I, it was not simple. <laughs> In this church, you cannot be on a yam phone. I mean, <laughs> I was using yam, and at a point, I realized that no, I can't. I can't still be using this phone. <laughs> I could, I, I, and it was frustrating. So at a point, I remember the scripture that Mommy shared with us. Mark eleven twenty four. that whatsoever you believe, when you pray, believe that you have it. And one morning, I took this, I said, God, this one, I don't have the money to go and buy a phone now. I sent the phone for repairs, and the guy told me that, oh, they can't do it. <laughs> well, initially, when I went, he said, oh, if I flash it, it will work. So I said, oh, hallelujah. I, was, I went the following day, when I went, he just gave it back to me that, oh, it can't work. <laughs> I, I was discouraged for... I said, hey, because I didn't have money to go and buy another phone. So I was there on the 26th. After the prayer, on the 26th, my school father called me from oh FHS. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how are you doing? How are the children and all that? Oh, I've sent you something small. So I should, I mean, okay. So I checked my mom, was like 200 cities. Oh, Xmas. I said, you yeah, are hey, receiving miracle okay. money in 2021. <laughs> And some days later, I received another Momo alert. If that I didn't even receive a call. It was from an, a, a friend. Ah, I mean, when I saw it, I, was, I said, hey, God, in fact, you have done it. <laughs> and when I, so I, I was like, oh, as I put this one together, I can get a new phone. So on the 31st, was it 30th or 31st, I got a new phone. It was, and it's much better than the phone I was using. It's previous. a good place to put your hand. And my last testimony. Um, on the 26th again, we rushed my father to the hospital. He was almost at the point of death. And by God's grace, when we reached there, the, I don't know, the sugar level was 1.1. Those who have... It, it was so low that he could, I mean, he could have just died. When we told Reverend Dr. Alfred, he was like, hey, wow, 
there's somebody in ICU 1.5. The person called yeah, The person is in the middle of. The person is almost going. So when we got to Kofanochi and they just came for him, rushed him. When they said 1.5, the way the nurses even rushed and came for him. I yes, we knew that it was an emergency, and they took him to Red Street. And by God's grace, he's still alive. He is out of danger now. And God is even providing miraculously from... <laughs> Church, put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands Amen. together. Please, what do you want to tell the church? Okay, so I want to say that believe in the prayers and counsel from our pastor. Because whenever... I even I remember on the 25th, I came for an oil from ES Joy. That, oh, mommy should pray. I, I bought an oil for, for her to pray over it so that we could anoint my dad. Because the, he had a wound, a diabetic wound, and it was not healing. We knew that this one day was only God. Because the guy who was dressing his clothes, he said, Oh, this one they will have to cut the leg. But even with his sister, no cry, if they cut it, cry, it won't help. So, Hallelujah, Church. I want, I, want to, I want to tell you that believe in the prayers and the counsel of our father and our mother in the house. Amen. Church, put your hands together for Mrs. Mino. church hallelujah your hand clap is too weak put your hands together for the Lord tell your neighbor we made it into 2021 the devil thought that I mean he's going to get us but he doesn't know that God has a plan for you hallelujah amen and this morning we are so blessed to be here the Bible says in Ezra chapter 6 verse 14 it says that and the, the elders of the Jews, they built through the prophesying of Ezra, the prophet. Hallelujah. Amen. And I believe that this year, most of us, we are going to prosper through the prophet and the pastor God has given to us. Hallelujah. Most of you are going to marry through the prophesying of the pastor God has given to us. Hallelujah. I believe that as she's about to tell us and speak to us about the words in the Bible, we should believe it and our lives will not be the same. Hallelujah. So church, I want you to open your hearts. I want you to put your hands together. Let's welcome our pastor. Put your hands together for Sister Joy Philippe Bruce. Put your hands together for her. Come on, put your hands together for the Lord this first Sunday, Covenant Sunday, the first Sunday in 2021. 
I don't know about you, but I'm so grateful to God. It's not by our design that we are here. It's not because we are better than anyone. It's only because of the grace of the living God. So come on, put your hands together. Put your hands together in thanksgiving to him, in praise to him. Hallelujah. You may not have shared your testimony from the stage, but you know that you have a testimony. If nothing at all, you know that by the grace of God, you are still here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus has been good to us. We give him praise. is nothing but you and we thank you your ways are beautiful to us your ways are marvelous to us Lord many times we have been confused we have not understood what was happening but at the end of it we have seen that you have been there for us we are grateful and we say thank you thank you for a first Sunday in the new year and it finds us in church a place Lord that our flesh would not have brought us but you by your power you, by your love for us, you have brought us here. We are grateful. And we thank you for the miracles that are ahead of us. In Jesus' name. And all the saints shall say, Amen and Amen. amen. God bless you. Take your seat. Hallelujah. Are you happy to be in the service this morning? Maybe you are taking it for granted and you are saying that, Oh, me, every first Sunday of the year, they are come to church. I come to church. I come to church. Hey. But then your understanding is small. You didn't know you were sitting in the VIP. You didn't know the driver was asleep. And you arrived, right, Pepe. When you got there, then you put your shoulder and say, I've arrived. You don't know that it's God who just took you there. Or you have not been in the bus before that the driver is sleeping before. If it happens to you once, you know. Yeah. I have been driving behind the car that the driver was asleep. And we realized that the guy is asleep. And we sat on the horn, began to just blow, hoping to wake the man up. Then suddenly light was in his face, and he realized that he jumped to the other. Hey, are you there? I thank God also for the testimonies we have heard this morning. Hallelujah. It's because you haven't gone to chase your pension yet. 
When you go, you understand. <laughs> Especially if in the course of your working life, you had a change. You move from one job to another or one town to another. You can, <laughs> please give her a microphone to say what she was saying. <laughs> what can disappear? Oh, it's not working. It's on or it's not on. Hello. Uh-huh. Your name can easily disappear. Your name can disappear. Disappear. Because you have moved from you what? Moved, yes. From one town to another. Yes. Your name can easily disappear. Okay. From what again can disappear? Some months can vanish. Yes. You can be underpaid. You, they can be underpaid. So yes. somebody's records are in place of your records. Like your money can easily be cut. I, I hope you are hearing. Okay. So when you go on transfer, you can be chasing it two years. In fact, oh, are you there? Then, when we heard Auntie Vic's testimony, she was saying that clots in the you don't understand a clot, you will know that you have a clot when you wake up in heaven. <laughs> well, it's true. Many people they die first. You see, those people that we say, Oh, we saw them in the morning, they were walking around, they were okay. Then they just say, Oh, my hair, my hair's more. Some of them, that's it. Something has happened. We thank God for all of this in the name of Jesus. Amen. And you also, your testimony is on the way. Sometimes God protects us by ignorance. <laughs> no, it's true. You don't understand that it's like that. So, because if you understood, you'd be so afraid. Hey, I thank God she didn't know that she had a clot before climbing the plane. Yes, because climbing the plane worsens it. Mm. <laughs> We thank God in all things. Hallelujah. But take your Bible this morning. For those of you who have been coming without a Bible, I hope you are curing yourself. I told you, if your Bible is on your phone and you have been looking at pornography, don't use it. Or you have been using your phone to quarrel. Don't use it. <laughs> because we're going to make a confession. Stand to your feet this morning. We are making our confession. The word of God must enter us. And so you want to hold your Bible this morning and you want to say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I will be taught the word of God. I will never be the same. Never, never, never. I'll never be the same. So help me God. Amen and amen. God bless you. Take your seat. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, our theme for this year is an exciting one. Hey! This year, we are as being as wise as a serpent and as harmless as doves. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, do you know what it means to be harmless? Because as I've been looking at you, your mouth, it has been very harmful. Hey! <laughs> are you there? A very interesting theme. And I just want to talk about it for a while because I want this theme to sink down into our spirit and just as our father did on the 31st night he started talking about the harmless part because that's what we haven't spoken so much about harmless as doves I think we have automatically thought that we are harmless hey tell your neighbor that you have been thinking you are harmless eh? hey he shared with us three areas, or he just briefly mentioned them, and we just want to go in there a bit. We made confessions saying that this year we're not going to harm ourselves, isn't it? We're not going to harm others, and we're not going to harm 
the church or the kingdom of God. Amen. And we're going to take a little time and go into these things because it's not as simple as we believe or as straightforward as we think. When you read the scripture and when he says harmful to yourself, you can easily be saying that, oh, but who in their right senses will harm themselves? I mean, who in their right senses will harm themselves? But if you have lived on this earth a little while, in fact, if you are sitting by anybody who is 40 years and above, they'll tell you that there's a lot of sense in it. Because by the time you are 40, you have met a lot of, maybe you have done your own harming of yourself. <laughs> and you have also seen others who have harmed themselves. Are you there? And so today, I'm just going to take a little time and open up this area. Because when you see it, then you understand that I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this. Amen? And so if you fall inside, eh, are you there? If you fall inside, what do you do? You just decide that this is the thing I must work on. This is what I must change. This is where improvement must come. So it is not so obvious to us that we are harming ourselves. You know, in Ghana, COVID came and walked around. It's true that some people have passed away. But when you look at what happened here and what's happening in other parts of the world, you wonder why the Americans are still fighting against the wearing of masks. Yeah, when you compare the numbers, even the numbers of people who are, it's a very real thing. And, and we know, I mean, people who actually have it. And yet there are people who are fighting and say, it's my right not to wear a mask. So, so you can see that you can be harming yourself, but you won't know. Because as you are walking around saying that it's my right, it's my right. Then they will gather, then they will demonstrate, or they will go. People went on a campaign and they got it. And they actually died. They actually died. Are you there? Yeah. And by when we went, please don't say, you don't know why. Me, I just feel God's mercy. Eh? He knows the people he has made, though. Ask anybody, did you try wearing the mask at all? Some of us, it's only in church that we did a few things, so. Yeah. So God just knew that, Charlie, you're asking something that we can't. She said, you're messy. Where sin abounds, grace abounds even more. So don't feel big about it. But it was just a nice example to show us. Because to the rest of us watching, we wonder, why are you fighting? Why are you struggling? Why are you going on demonstration? Can't you see that your neighbor just died? Can't you see that your grandma just died? Can't you see that your office member just passed? Can't you see that something is going on? But that is it. That is it. That's the human being. Now, our central scripture is Matthew 10 and verse 16. Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be ye therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. And so we are looking at that last part, harmless as doves. And we're saying that one of the harms that we do is to ourselves. And so this morning, I don't plan to preach for very long, but I just want to show you a couple of things. You see, one of the reasons why we harm ourselves is that we don't know that the thing is harmful. We don't know that the thing is harmful. And because we don't know it's harmful, we are walking in ignorance. Recently, I was walking in a building that is under construction. And I was standing somewhere moving around and talking. Then somebody told me, the wire over your head is live. I didn't know. If I had known it was live, do you think I would have been standing there? And I'm not very short. So if I had done a little, a few of my things, I think it would have just, <laughs> I, I hope you get me. But when somebody comes and says, hey, there's power in the wire, 
you will see that you won't even go near. You will not even go near. I hope you're understanding. And so today, I'm just trying to show you a few scriptures that show you the harm that we do to ourselves. Normal, so-called ordinary things that we do. Are you seeing it? They are so ordinary. Like standing in a place and talking to somebody with a wire over one's head. It's not unusual. As I'm here, there are wires all over the place. (laughs) Am I safe? I'm just counting even the number of lights just in this. But it's normal to be standing near cables. The only thing is that these ones have been sorted out and I put up in a way. Now here I was standing. I didn't know that they were lies. I didn't know. I hope you are with me so far. So I want to show you a few live wires in the Bible. Uh-huh. And show you that they are alive. That there are things in them. So that if you find yourself inside, let me tell you one thing you shouldn't do. Don't waste your time feeling guilty. Guilt is a rocking chair. It gives you something to do, but it doesn't take you anywhere. Uh-huh. So it's not because I want guilt. No, what are you going to do with guilt? What it is is that when you see it, just like I said, hey! If I, I didn't just move away. I had the thing put off at the source. Because I realized somebody else could have been walking around. Like, and there will be nobody there to say, what is over you is live. So what I'm saying to you is that when you see it, they say, hey! This scripture... It may be saying something to me. Maybe this is the harm that is disturbing me. I delete it from my life. I hope we are agreed on what we are doing. And with that, let's go into some scriptures. The first one I want us to see is Proverbs chapter 30 and verse 17. Proverbs 30 verse 17. The eye that mocketh at his father and despiseth to obey his mother The ravens of the valley shall pick it out, and the young eagles shall eat it. The eye that mocketh at his father, and despiseth to obey his mother, the ravens of the valley shall pick it out, and the young eagles shall eat it. If you think about it, this verse, you are inside already. Because many times, your mother was sending you and you decided you won't obey. As she was talking, crying, you were doing to your sister. Why well, wash out you? Your mother didn't hear you. But you just said, my old lady. Troublesome. Are you there? The eye that mocketh at his father. This my woman, you know, get sense. Sometimes, even, you see, even the use of the word old man, there are ways of using it. One way is affection, the other way is mockery. Yes. One way is affection. My old man that I have to, I now he's a little old. To, but the other way is mockery. This man, so, so jinky way they do. Be girls, they like. Be careful. So I am saying that it is very good. Are you the judge of your father? Let me give you some advice this morning. You don't like what your father is doing. Be quiet. Shut up. Just step out of the way. Shut up. He's your father. You can't correct upwards. You can only correct downwards. There's not a single thing you can do about it. And if you are not careful, you will do worse. Oh, it's true. 
I have seen sons who have mocked at their father's philandering. Do you know what philandering is? Or call her one, one woman here, one woman. When the son has come, his manifestations are double. <laughs> it's true. I have seen girls mocking their mothers. Hey, be careful, oh. The little baby hippopotamus, he asked his mother, Mommy, why is your wide mouth so wide? Do you think when the baby hippopotamus became grown, whether his mouth was small or big, he said, what do you to judge? And the Bible says that there is a curse of a race. Can't you see? The ravens of the valley, the ravens of the valley are those issues that are just moving around down there in the pit. They are waiting for you. And the eagles, they'll take your eyes. And maybe you have lost your ability to see where you are going. Immediately, it's time to repent. Oh, Lord, I didn't know. Forgive me. Hey, but what my father is doing to my mother is not good. Please. When they were about to marry, did they call you? Did they get your advice? Are you the advisor? Were you there? What does it have to do with you? What does it have? Hey, but they came and asked my opinion. Uh, let me answer you today. When they try, your father tries to draw you into a conflict. Your mother tries to draw you into a conflict. Your answer, please, I am a child. I am a child. Please, I am a child. I am a baby of cancer. Can you answer? Hey. Your mother, your father are fighting you. Have an opinion. <laughs> hey, the church has become quiet. too. Hey, but you see, it's not like that. You see, what my father has done to my... You see, please, oh, I told you I've been a, a pastor. I've been calculating the years. I've been a pastor for some 28, 29 years. I have come to see that many things are not said. If you knew, you see, I don't know why the fathers do that. The mothers, normally, we know their case. The fathers don't talk about it. When you grow, you see your mother's own. I know one young man, he grew up supporting his mother. When he became a man, one day his mother did him. And he called his father to complain. When he called his father to complain, his father said, eh, 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 that's what he said. Oh, is that all? Oh, is that it? But we have been living with this one. Ah. That's when he now knew that it was not as it looked. And vice versa. But many times it's on the side of the man. And so are you saying that? I'm simply saying that it has nothing to do with you. When they met, you were not there. When they proposed, you were not there. When they created you, you were not there. Your opinion was not asked. You woke up, you found yourself at this verse. It should give you wisdom. That's all. That's all. Hey. Hey, but my father, he drinks away all the day. Hey, please. Do you know what happened? He started drinking. Do you know? So, is he right to drink? Are you right to be asking me whether he's right to drink? Maneuver. That's why the other part of the verse of the, of the is as wise as a serpent. Yeah. Many things, if you don't maneuver, you will fall down a hole. You won't understand how you got there. Me, I have learned there are even some issues. Oh. When my husband and my sister are having an argument, I never have an opinion. These two people, they are like best friends, they are like siblings, then they are like pastor and sheep. When they are ready, they will invoke this one. 
Then they'll be having a discussion. I'll come, then they'll come, they'll come, they'll come, they'll come, they'll come, they'll come. When I hear them, my husband will say, hey, Joy, so what do you say? I just turn over, cover myself like I've not heard anything. Me, I should enter their matter. These people. <laughs> that's his best friend sitting there. My husband's best friend, that's it. They are very quiet. I should now open my mouth. So that when they are friends, now my daddy third person singular, they will be made pet trouble. Made pet trouble. She's my friend. He's my husband. I will be at peace with both. I have no opinion. And, and usually the arguments are about a church something. So maybe she says, so that I did not know why you should have done this. This happened. Yes, but I did No. I'm not, I don't have an opinion. No, 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 no. I don't have anything to say. Hey. They were what? They were what? They were sitting yesterday. You were there. Did you add your mouth? Hey, hey, give her the microphone. <laughs> mm. They do it, pa. They were at, <laughs> they were at it yesterday, and I was sitting in the middle. Then Bishop Patrick would say, Eh, oh, mama, don't you get what I'm saying? And I said, Hey, Auntie, but what that you saying? <laughs> Are you understanding what I'm saying? It is a very nice relationship, but I have the wisdom to see that this relationship, this one is my sister. This one is my husband. Hey, that's my wisdom. That's it. When I am crying, it's either this one or this one who will hold me. So now if I go and say, then <coughs> the eye that mocketh at his father and despises to obey his mother, the ravens of the valley. You didn't know that there was something there. Today you have learned it. Amen. Are you seeing how you can harm yourself? So it is not because you don't care. You care. So go and pray. Go and pray. But don't cross the line. Because for you it is dangerous. Can we do another example? I'm just showing you scriptures that you may not have known existed. 1 Corinthians 6. I'm going to read from 12 to 17 first. And I'm reading in the New Living Translation so you can understand it. You say, I am allowed to do anything. But not everything is good for you. And even though I am allowed to do everything, in quote, I must not become a slave to anything. You say food was made for the stomach and the stomach for food. That is true, though someday God will do away with them both. But you can't say that our bodies were made for sexual immorality. They were made for the Lord. And the Lord cares about our bodies. And God will raise, raise us up from the dead by his power, just as he raised our Lord from the dead. Don't you realize that your bodies are actually parts of Christ? Should a man take his body, which is part of Christ, and join it to a prostitute? Never. And don't you realize that if a man joins himself to a prostitute, he becomes one body with her. I don't know what the prostitute has become, but he becomes one body with her. For the scriptures say, the two are united into one, but the person who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. In other words, you have fallen into a problem. Today, fornication and adultery are so common in church that even when you preach about it, people get offended. 
I don't mind that you're offended. Keep your offense to yourself, but I'll still preach about it. Yeah. The truth must still be said. Yeah, we must still preach the truth. So he's explaining something. I can do what I want. It's true. And you have been doing what you want. Yeah, you have been doing what you want. But he's showing you something that, you see, as you are saying that I can do what I want, you also have to remember that as a believer, no, the spirit of God is in you. Then he tells you a secret that we don't know. That when a man goes to join himself with a prostitute, he becomes one with her. So when you are a girl and you have behaved as a prostitute, you have become one with many men. And that's why you become strange. And that's why many normal, ordinary things in life become difficult. Because you are now pieces of different people. Pastor Ho, please come on the stage. Pastor David on the stage. Uh, Pastor Danny on the stage. Pastor Isaac, I want to show you something with these four men. By the grace of God, they are honorable men. They are not going near any woman in the name of Jesus. Please. So, this one, let's say it in their head before they became Christians. I'm just using them as an example. Never use it to joke. Let us say that this one, before his before this, he was your something. You slept with him. God forbid. This one you slept with him. This one you slept with him. This one you slept with. Now, today, you are there. You became one with a quiet guy, a very quiet, peaceful person. You became one with a very noisy person, very sanguinic. Then you became one with a noisier person. Then you became one with a very upright career. Now, that soup, that mix is you. What are you? Who are you? What have you become? Are you quiet? Are you noisy? Are you sensible? Are you stupid? Are you... That is why as a girl, when you have a past like that, that's why when you come to God, you have to say, Lord, everything, you have to remove it from me. Because you're... Yes. Because what is normal, you can't even be normal. You can't even be normal because what is normal to this quiet man is not normal to this noisy one. Are you there? This one is what? One pot. One pot. Do you know one pot? They throw everything inside the pot and they cook them. When you put your spoon inside, a piece of pork comes. You put your spoon inside, rice comes. You put your spoon inside, something, something. Hey! In the name of Jesus and Tessa. I thank God that they are saved men. But I'm j- I just need to demonstrate it for you to understand. So you are part of this, part of this, part of this, part of And there were 25 of them. Yeah. And you are part. part. No, no, no. It's, you see, today you are saying, oh, but you see, that's why I keep reminding you I've been a pastor for a long time and of young people. I have met girls who have sat here and told me to my face, when I'm bored, I go looking for a man. And I'm not, just, not that I'm in a relationship. I'm, I go looking for a man. I thought men behave like that. I am serious like nobody's business. Yeah. And so I, that's why I'm taking my time to show you what you are doing. And that is why you can be there. And even as you have tried to change your life, the change is hard. Because bits and pieces of different people are in you. So you can be there saying that, it's, oh, that's what we do these days. Hey, I can do what you can do what you like, but you have also become something have also become something. Now, the Bible also says that, and you, the man too, you have become one with her. So you too, you have 25 girlfriends. 
one, 20, one over 25, left it here. Two over 25, three over 25, four over 25. Five. As you have now come, what's left of you? What is left of you? And that is why it doesn't matter whether your educational level is SHS, it doesn't matter whether it's PhD, it doesn't matter if it's professor, it doesn't matter if you're a chief, if you have gone donating yourself, donate here, donate here, donate here, donate, there's nothing left. And if God does not restore, and if you don't even recognize that this is me, I'm saying it because I have church members, I pray, but I don't know whether you are mad. It's true. The things you do. The things you do. Hey. If I start to describe, you'll not believe me. Yeah. Some of the things, if I describe, you won't believe it. You won't believe it. Yeah. And so that's why I'm saying to you, you didn't know what it was. So today, I'm showing you the scripture that explains to you what has happened. So instead of pretending to be good, Instead of pretending some pretense righteousness, go to God and say, Lord, I'm finished though. As I came, I donated myself everywhere. I don't even know what was left, but you are the God of restoration. You are the one who created me. Please create again. It is true that you have changed my spirit, but Lord, not only my spirit, my soul needs something. Even my body. Yeah. Even my body. I am amazed that it is in this generation that I have counseled the most men who cannot sleep with their wives. Because when you have made pornography a habit, your body does not respond as God asked it to do. So now there you are, you have married the wife of your dreams and you are there. And sometimes the reason for childlessness is not because there is any infertile problem. The man has just not visited his wife the way a man is supposed to visit his wife. That's all. In the church, and I'm saying so instead of the pretense the pretense is what drives me crazy if you want me to fight with you be pretending and I have pretenders in my church every day hey. I have pretenders in my church not one not two not one not two you are very quiet and I'll be sitting in my house and I have places and I start praying for you and as I'm praying for them the Holy Ghost will tell me something and I say, can't be dragged. How? When I check, it's true. Then you come and you start to beat your friend. And your friend has come to tell me, I don't need your friend to tell me nothing. The fact that they are your friend means they are like you. Hey! <laughs> I have people who come to the church. They see the young people dancing here. They are criticizing them. Saying, hey, this girl is a bad girl, this guy there. Listen, do you know where we found them? They are bad girls and boys. God will have mercy on them. It's you who is as bad or worse, who is pointing a finger at them. Your case is the one I'm dealing with today. How dare you point your finger at them and say that, hey, these are, they are bad girls. They are, they are trying to do something for God. You are sitting in your righteousness, but the guy you are living with is not your husband. The children that you have have no father. The woman who's with you, you've never married her. How dare you stretch your finger and criticize another? How dare you? Hey, you see, oh, look at how these ones are dressed. Your dressing may be holy, but God's looking at what's inside you. 
why don't you tell them that they shouldn't dress up? I don't tell them because I believe in the power of the word. If you come and sit here long enough, I believe in the power of the Holy Ghost. God will sort them out. God will sort them out. I will never be the one to drive them out, no matter what you say. I won't drive them away. I will not drive them away. I won't drive them away. Look at the dress of this one. Look at how she's. Has it ever occurred to you that the home she came from, that's how it is? Huh? I have some. Where I'm coming from? Yeah. The clothes that they bought is the parents who bought it for them. One of them, when she wore the dress, the uncles were sitting there. They said, Ah, I go to church like that. The girl just laughed. Because the one who bought the dress was sitting there. She doesn't know that she should dress any better. Hey! One time they were going somewhere with my sons, and one of my sons they said, Hey, why are you following me like that? I can't go with you. Go and change. Only their cousins can talk and they go and change. But the home they are from, far. How would they know? How would they know? Hey, the dresses are here. Oh, I'm telling you. The dresses are here. It's normal. The V-neck is already here. If oh, how, how would they know? I mean, how would they know? So now I should sack them. Maybe let me say it. Maybe you don't know the church here. It's a hospital. In a hospital, we don't sack sick people. It's two known well people that we sack. A hospital. What are you going to find there? Sick people. Sick. Please tell your neighbor you are welcome. I'm also not very well. Is something doing me. I'm just looking for God. Something's doing me. Something's just doing me. Yet you are perfect, people. You are perfect. I don't know about you, but me, I face my imperfections. I am the one who insisted that pastors in this church, three o'clock in the morning, you wake up and we are praying on Sunday. This morning when I woke up, it was four. Oh, pastor, you were tired. Maybe you didn't go to bed early. Listen, I went to bed on time. Why did you wake up at four? Because I forgot to set my alarm. It's as simple as that. So I should now wake up and do what? I should give my... No, no, no. no. So I'll ask you, just, just get up. Let's try. God will bless my trying. That's all. I didn't ask them to wake up at three o'clock because I am perfect. No. So when I get on the page, the first thing I say on the page, call somebody, help them, eh? help them to wake up, help them. Because I may be a pastor of this church, but I have looked at my phone. Today, I didn't wake up. I have looked at it before. Because for me, it's not only on Sunday I wake up at 3. I have looked at my phone on 3 o'clock. I said, Holy Ghost, it ain't happening today. And I'm going to bed. Hey! Then when I wake up, I'm now begging. Holy Ghost, please, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You see, it's my other side that was talking to you. You know Jesus said it in. Pastor, so are you saying that all about you see, I don't like lit- litigious people. Just be real. Just be real. Just be real. And all I'm saying is that when you see something that should not be, that girl that you're criticizing, maybe if you bought her address, maybe to solve the issue. Maybe if you just drew her to you as a friend, she will see that, hey, a spiritual person. She doesn't dress like this. Uh, uh, okay. Okay. I, I'm correcting myself. I, I won't dress like this again. It's not, they may even be so calm that they ask you that, this is my dress. It's not good, eh? I have had people ask me that. This is not good, eh? 
I should just say, yeah, I just say it's not appropriate. It's not appropriate. <laughs> I looked at one of my pastors one day. I said, go back home. <laughs> I said, go back home. But that's also because I knew where his house was. Yeah. He has learned the lesson these days, Charlie. Hey. <laughs> but you see, also he was a pastor. So he's already gone through a certain amount of training. I will never say that. So she, you woke up, you're in your shorts, you find your way to church, you sit down. After you've been here for a while, Obi and will say, Charlie, you don't come to church in supporter. Hey! Some people used to dance and they are dancing. We are seeing green supporters. Green one, white one that has become brown. Hey! Some with holes. I never told them, don't come and dance. I never said it. They had leaders who dressed it, Charlie. It's not all no. Let's do something about it. Let's change it. Let's, and they are still in church. They will grow to be better. Hallelujah. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm reading verse 18, 1 Corinthians 6, 18. Flee fornication. Every sin, you see, then he gives us the reason. Every sin that a man does is outside the body. But he that committed fornication sins against his own body. I hope you are getting it now. Yeah. So instead of becoming funny and saying that, oh, let me do it underground so nobody will see, just understand what the scripture is saying to you, that you are harming yourself. It says every other one that you do, no, is outside of you, but this one is harming your own self. Wow. Are you in the house? I could go on and on. Malachi 3, verses 8 and 9. Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, wherein have we robbed thee? In tithes and offerings. You are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. I think it is self-explanatory. Oh. Hey, you see, I don't pay my tithe because of the pastor. Please, don't add the pastor. Just read the scripture. The pastor will have his own problem for chewing your tithe in a certain way. And believe me, eh? When God is disciplining his servants, you don't want to be there. This is serious. You even end up praying. So leave the person to God. But what I'm saying is that you don't use another person as a reason to fall into this. Yeah. So me, if they like, they can make it Ghana law. I will still tithe. Yeah, I will still tithe. Because the Bible says, don't fear those who can harm your body. Fear God, who can harm both your body and in eternity. Yeah. Hey. Hmm. Wow. Mark 5. I want to end. Mark chapter 5. They came over unto the other side of the sea, into the country of the Gadarenes. When he was come out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tombs, a man with an unclean spirit. Now, this story in Mark chapter 5 shows you where the devil wants to take each and every one of us if he got freedom to do so. So look at it. Number 3. Who, verse 3, who had his dwelling among the tombs? If Satan, if you are leave yourself, he wants to take you to a place people don't go. No one could bind him. No, not with chains. Because 
he had often been bound with fetters and chains, and the chains had been plucked asunder by him, and fetters broken in pieces. Neither could any man tame him. This man was so mad, so wild. People tried to stop him from harming himself, tried to stop him from harming others by tying him up, by doing things to stop him, prevent him. He just tore all of it away. And the scripture says in verse 4, neither could any man tame him. There are people who call themselves Christians, but nobody can control you. Nobody can control you. You do what you want. You are not controlled by the word of God. You are not controlled by the man of God. You are not controlled by your parents. You are not controlled by anybody. That's you. That's you. And ask your neighbor, who talks and you hear? Hmm. Who talks and you hear? Are you there? Many of us, nobody can talk to you. Nobody can talk to you. Nobody can talk your matter. And you need to see, being uncontrollable, and you teenagers, some of you, you have made yourself as people that nobody can talk to you. Your mother can't talk to you. Your father cannot talk to you. Your shepherd cannot talk to you. Your somebody cannot talk to you. You may think you're on top of the world. I came to tell you today that you are harming yourself. One of the common ones I hear from the place I come from, I won't go to school again. <laughs> you are an idiot. You won't go to school again. And you see, it is said because you think that it is to spite your mother. She'll be worried. To spite your father. Because they have done this and this and this and this and this. Who do you think is going to pay for your not going? Yourself. It's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time. But nobody can talk to you. Nobody can counsel you. Hey, me, I won't go. I'm sorry, no cry. Me, I Please, I'm very happy to inform you that with or without you, the church will be okay. With or without you. It is something I say to myself every time. Every day I'm feeling a little tired. I don't feel like doing this. I say, hey, they can replace you. I get the energy to come. Yeah. You can be replaced. I'm the bishop of the church if I can be replacing you. No, I'm just saying something. You see, I'm talking like a fool because I'm talking to some simple-minded ones. You are in the house. Your father cannot talk. Your mother cannot talk. Girl, you say, I've seen a guy. So I'm going, oh, yours is the simplest. Me, I won't even talk. I'll leave you. What are those young men having their own conversation about? Very soon, I'll start getting there and knocking it. I'm watching them there. That's one, yeah, that one, and then the two boys over there. If you want me, to, I'll soon be visiting knocks upon you because I've seen that God has dashed them due to me. Yeah. Oh, it is true. Are you there? Nobody can talk to you. No one can advise you. Nobody. Okay. We shall hear of you. Go and come. Go and come. You are harming yourself. I'm going to divorce him. I'm going to divorce her. Nobody can talk. Pastor, you don't know my... It's true, I don't know. It's true. But I can tell you two things. Number one, God hates divorce. It has never changed. Number two, you will pay for it. Ha, ah, my goodness. My goodness. Oh, yes. It is not a case. I'm just sharing something with you. It's entered into my own family. 
We tried for six years to prevent it. It didn't work. Finally, they separated. When they separated, we were all brokenhearted because we liked the girl. We really liked her. Are you there? First thing that happened. One of the, the two children, they were at the top of the class. That semester, they came all the way down and for the next four years, they carried the class. Effect number two. Child number one who had been old enough to follow all the issues as they were coming. She had lived all her life dreading that the thing should happen. We woke up one morning. She had an epileptic fit. She was carried from hospital. Kolibu, she has gone. 37, she has gone. An aunt outside picked her, took her to major hospitals out there. They said, there's nothing wrong with this child. From that day till today, today she's an adult on epileptic medication, up till today. The doctor eventually told the parents, he didn't know what had happened. He said, the only other thing, apart from a physical thing that causes this, is trauma. The parents were silent. They knew what trauma it was. You say you want a divorce? Go ahead. Today, 12 years or so have passed through that divorce. The man is no happier than he used to be. The woman is no happier than she used to be. All that has happened is the effects of a broken home that we have spent 12 years to manage and to put together. One Christmas, we're all together somewhere. And at the end of that Christmas season, then my husband's sister was saying that, oh, everybody should say something because we've been together for some days. Then one of the children got up and said, it is the happiest Christmas I've ever had in my life because I had it with a family. You want a divorce? You want to break your home? Go ahead. Go ahead. You will discover why God hates it. You won't allow anybody to counsel you? Go ahead. I don't know who I'm talking to. I don't know who is here, who is on the bench, but today I just know I'm talking to somebody. And some of you, when you are angry in your house, then you open your foolish mouth. As if you do, I will leave. Please, anybody come and say, if he's the man, I will beat him with the belt. If he's a woman, I will slap her myself. Go and say, never mention it in your house. How dare you open the door and say, divorce, enter. How dare you? Look. They are beating you. You are about to lose your life. That's one. Separate. Go and stay somewhere. You shouldn't die. That's not what I'm talking about. You shouldn't die. So I'll come myself and I'll deliver the man to the police. I've done it before. That's why it's not a problem for me at all. It's a crime. No, it's true. Yeah, just, just because we are not planning to bury people. But the things over which this generation is trying to divorce don't even make sense. They don't even make sense. If that is how your father divorced your mother, will you have been born? Ah! Allow me to preach, Niger. <laughs> eh, when, I, when I leave him, I'll be free. You lie. Oh, you lie. You're not going to be free. Demons have become your companions. They will visit you daily. And they will speak. Oh, just, just do it. Just do it. Just do it if you dare. Just do it. Just do it. Oh, yeah. Just do it. Divorce. I have had people come to me. I remember one couple when they said that I shouted. I said, never, never say that word here. If that is where I started from, get out. How like this start to deal? What cannot be worked on? What cannot be talked about? What cannot be? 
Hey, the man is Satan. Well, you were also Satanless. That's why you married him. Come on, let's organize it. Today you know that he's Satan. If you were not also Satanless, how come you married him? Why at that time? He has become Satan because he's living with you. I have to kill this beast in the church. Ah, I have to kill it. Hey! Yesterday, I was shown the picture. Up till today, I am scarred by the picture. When I saw the house the woman was running, I saw the... <laughs> Do you know this program on uh, the DSTV habit? Um, oh, this makeover of a house. These people, you can't even enter the door of the house. That's how it was. In Ghana, in Ghana. In Ghana, in this Ghana, in this Ghana, in this Ghana, the woman is a lady pastor in this Ghana. Yes, the stove, it was black from the wall wow. to the floor. Wow. 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 <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm catching me. Said the man is insulting you. I said it's not only insulting that you insult you. You have added beatings. Let's continue the word before I sin. Hey! And always night and day he was in the mountains and in the tombs crying and cutting himself with stones. When the madness of Satan reaches you, you take the stone yourself and you cut yourself. Can't you see the only person being hurt is yourself? Do you know what it means 15 years from now? When all your friends are saying, oh, this my child is now a this. This my child is now a that. This one is this. And yours. This one is on we. This one is on drugs. This one is a prostitute. Because of you. Because of you. Be careful. I'm ending. That's why I thank God for Jesus. The Bible says that this man met Jesus. Today, somebody, you need to meet Jesus. Whatever is happening to you, you need to meet Jesus. He is the one who sorts out. You see, some of us, I don't know about you, but when I was an unbeliever, my mind was not correct. Oh. Huh. My thinking was not correct. It had nothing to do with my home. It was just my own self and the things I picked up on the way. And I had to come to God with that mind. I said, change my mind. Help me change my mind. Hey, that boy, I'm about to beat him in the church. Whose sheep is that with the head down? Brown shirt. Yeah, just where you are. Yeah, just there. Just there. No, no, in front of you. Yeah, whose sheep is that? He's from what church? From what? Go and talk to your sheep before I beat him here. In Pamphlet, they don't beat people in church. You don't know that the church is the only hope for some of them. As you, the mother, you refuse to brace the child properly. Who told you that you can come to church and come and be chatting and then be sleeping? We'll sort you out today. Hey! Amen. <laughs> I told you that the war was still on, Lady Ebenhumi. <laughs> Hallelujah. But I need us to see that we are at war. I thank God so much for Jesus. Look at the level of destruction of this man. Look at the mess of the man. But when he met Jesus, Jesus could see the demon behind it and he addressed the demon and he said who are you what's your name the demon answered and he 
ordered him out. This morning, demons are living your life in Jesus' name. The demons that entered through illegal relationships, through disobedience, through speaking to your parents in a way because you didn't know, those demons, that their hold on your life is being broken from today. In the name of Jesus, stand to your feet and begin to pray and just talk to the Jesus who delivered this man. The Bible says in verse 15, they came to see the man sitting and clothed and in his right mind. Some of us need to be clothed by Jesus. Some of us need to be redressed by Jesus. Some of us, we need our mind to come back, our right mind. Start to talk to the Lord this afternoon. Start to talk to the Lord. Lift up your voice and pray. Today is Covenant Sunday. Make a covenant with Jesus. Ask him to rescue you. Ask him to save you from yourself. Tell him you will not harm yourself again. Tell him that you are letting go and you are letting go into his hands. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, thank you. Thank you that you deliver us. Thank you that you deliver us. Forgive us for the words we have spoken about our parents we didn't know. Deliver us, oh God. Deliver us for leaving ourselves all over the place, living for ourselves, fornicating left and right things. Lord, we have lived anyhow. No one could even talk to us. But today we repent of it. And we say, Lord, we lay it down and we ask you to sort us out. The things we have done that have harmed us, Lord, we lay it down today. And we say, Lord, rescue us, oh God. Deliver us, Lord. Deliver us as we worship you and as we try to follow you and to do our best. Help us, oh God. Help us, oh God. Help us, oh God. So today is Covenant Sunday and we're making a promise to God, but I want us to sing it. And the best one that I could think of was in the chorus of what the choir sang. And this morning you're going to pledge allegiance to the Lamb. As far as you are able to find it, you will do what he asks you to do. Start from the beginning. I pledge allegiance to the land with all my strength, with all I am. I will seek 
So that's the pledge we are giving to the Lord today. And we are saying that we are pledging allegiance. That means we are going to follow. It's a, it's a pledge of honor. Do you get me? And it is something you are saying to him. With all that you have, with all, listen, if that's not your heart, don't sing it at all. But if that is what you really mean, place your hand on your heart as we sing it one more time. And know that it is our pledge today, what we are saying to the Lord for this year. He's coming. place 
that I should not be. I trust myself to you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Father, I thank you for these brethren who have come to you this first Sunday. I pray that because of their prayer this morning, year 2021 will be a different year for them. A good year for them. A year secure in you. A year secure in their work with you. This I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at FOLCIBS. God richly bless you.